Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and today I'm joined by my wonderful friends and GBG co-founders, Steve Foley and Derek Bittner, along with a very dear friend of mine and our special guest for the day, Nadia Oxford, co-host of the Acts of the Blood God RPG podcast. Nadia, how's it going? It is going quite well. I am very happy to be here. Uh, it's great to see you, Ash. I'm always happy to work with you. You've been on Acts of the Blood God many times, and you're always welcome there as well. Yes. You and I go way back in the industry. We've done a lot of stuff together. Uh, mm. I've known you since your U.S. Gamer days, and uh, we've been working on lots of cool stuff together. Uh, in fact, right now, you and I are working on an Udon project together, The uh, along with your husband, David, uh, the Maverick Hunter's Field Guide, and, and that's progress on that is coming along very well, I'd say, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's been really fantastic. Uh, you've done some really great edits and caught some really stupid mistakes already, so that's, <laughs> we're appreciative of that. The, oh, d- please, it's fine. It, it's it's my pleasure, and, and don't even say stupid mistakes. You guys did the lion's share of the actual like writing and research. I mean, you've got like what over eighty Mavericks to to get straight at this point. Like uh, a whole no, lot of like Mavericks, 50, a whole lot of characters. Six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and just no, you guys really did an amazing it. job. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it coming out. Uh, it should be coming out in the summertime. You can pre-order it now if you look it up on Amazon. If you're curious, go ahead. Yeah, it's essentially nice. the sequel to Udon's Robot Master Field Guide, for those of you who may own that out there. It's the sequel to that, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And I'm just, I could not be more appreciative of the incredible work that you and David have done on it. Ah, well, thank you. I'm uh, really looking forward <laughs> to the final product. Same. Well... Um, with that said, we have a lot to get through today, a lot of news, uh, but before we do that, we of course have a word from our sponsor for today's episode, who is Michael Phone. And uh, Michael Phone uh, wants to say, are you tired with the neg- negativity in games coverage? Are you looking for a new game to play? Well, good news. Michael Phone is starting a new series finding all the good in media that's considered underrated, forgotten, or downright mediocre. The first two episodes have been released talking about Dead Island and everybody's favorite Bobcat, Bubsy. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Oh, man. Or, excuse me, what could possibly go wrong? Whatever the hell his dumb voice was. (laughs) And once the channel hits 2,500 subscribers, there will be a very special episode on Fast and the Furious Crossroads, which is the true hype right there. So um, we will, of of course, include a link to Michael Phone's channel uh, in the description below for those of you watching the VOD. Uh, but please, yeah, make sure to check out his channel, uh, drop a subscribe and, and likes on his videos. And for those of you in the chat, I'm posting a link to Michael Phone's channel right now so you can check it out. There you go. There and uh, on top of that, I wanted to make sure to drop a link to Nadia uh, Nadia's podcast, Acts of the Blood God, so you can check that out as well. <laughs> yes, please do. So, uh, hope you there you go. What, weren't you on one of the first episodes for the the, the relaunch, Ash, with the, uh, the ranking the Final Fantasy games? Yes, oh, yeah. and that was so fun, even though I had to uh, uh, unnecessarily defend Final Fantasy XIII from those who would... Who no, you need to defend that quality. game because it is a trash game. Oh, no, 13 no. 2 is good. Don't oh, no. even get me 13-2 is good. 13... You don't do anything. You walk in a hallway, you push X to have it auto-battle, and then you d- they're done. <laughs> 13-2 is great, and 13 is also great. I will I will hear no slander to the contrary, man. The Final no, Fantasy 13 none. Defender has logged on. Yes, wow. exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm but, curious, uh, since uh, Nadia is such a, I know she's such a big 14 fan, where mm-hmm. were you able to get that to be placed in the ranking? Uh, we, I can't remember if it was three or two. It was pretty high up there. Wow. I think it was two. Because uh, if you 
how many of you? I think it was play? two. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just I think that for me anyway, Shadowbringer's story as a whole, uh, including mm-hmm. the the patches, just really really elevates it to one of the best Final Fantasy stories ever told, aside from six maybe. We had so That's many people when we talked about it on uh, talked about uh, the new and uh, the Endwalker coming out. So many people said they cried during Shadow uh, Shadowbreakers. Oh, I, I was bawling uh, by uh, it's 5. an MMO. How is this thing? Wow. <laughs> That's why I'm so curious. <laughs> I didn't think like people had warned me. Oh, it's really sad, and I thought, yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, the only time I've cried that hard at a video game, and it always gets me every single time I see it, is when I see the story of Eris in Final Fantasy VII when uh, mm. she's. Uh, when her mother is recounting how she found oh. errors at the, at the train station. Oh, yeah. That really always kills me every That's single really time. Good. That's but, a, yeah. Uh, no, 5.3, the patch, that patch in particular just uh, destroyed me. I, mm. I, I wrote a whole thing about one of the reasons up on US Gamer uh, saying how it, I can't remember the exact headline I used, but there's a parallel between uh, dogs and a certain mount that a character has and the the bond between them brought back a lot of Uh-oh. really, really strong mm. memories for me. Oh, nice. I'm sure that's going to affect me as well as a as a dog lover who recently exactly. lost a dog about a, almost a year ago. So yeah, that's. Oh, I really want to play it though. I kept hearing so many good things about FF14. As our audience knows, we talked about it for quite a while with Miss Sayanella in our last episode. And uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to try to get into it with the PS5 version. And uh, but I, I will say, as strongly as I feel about FF13, I feel more strongly about ff12 and how much i don't like ff12 so i'm really right, glad i had didn't that have discussion. to like <laughs> yeah i'm really glad i didn't have to deal with like you know because there are people who are like ff12 is the best final fantasy by far not even close and i'm like no no it isn't it really isn't it's not even close we we had a big discussion about that i think the episodes yeah. are actually free for everyone to listen to so i need to, i need curious. to think, find some time to listen to that because i am very curious where everything ended up um, yeah, yeah. There, it's always. I think I was on a Final Fantasy ranking panel at PAX back in the olden days when we could converge and stuff like that. And we just. It was the most like ha- slapdash, crazy fit panel I'd ever been on. No organization whatsoever, but it didn't need to have any organization. We just sat up there and yelled for an hour, <laughs> and the audience yelled back, <laughs> nice. and it was pretty good. That's that, that seems was, fair yeah. enough. I, uh, I, I haven't beaten every Final Fantasy game, so I can't officially yeah, rank it. I like I still say. haven't beaten. Let's, let me think here. I haven't beaten two, five, six, twelve. You're doing a lot better than me. Well, then, <laughs> then I hate to say it, but then your very wrong opinion on FF13 is now null and void, Derek. I'm sorry. I don't make the Uh-oh. rules. I just follow them. I, I, I just said I beat 13. <laughs> I know, but you haven't beat six. So anything you have to say oh. about 13, null and void. How can you even put those two in the same <laughs> sentence? Like, I haven't played 6, but I know it has much more quality than 13. I mean, no. 6 is definitely better than 13, but still. 13 is yeah. a great game, and I will hear no lies to the contrary. None. In fact, I think, was it Jared Edinger who agreed with me? That there's somebody in the chat who was agreeing with me. I can't remember uh, hmm. remember who, but there was someone in the yeah, chat you have a defender. Saying, yeah, 13's great. Yes. At least when Maybe I go back to the 12, I can try out Zodiac Age. There's no better version of, like, of, of 13. Yeah. It was XQ That's Jonah true. who said, I love 13. And XQ Jonah, that is the correct answer. Well said. <laughs> Although I will but, say Jared yeah. Edinger had a really clever uh, retort by saying, Ash's opinions are foul-see. That's really good. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the game That's just really tosses clever. you in there. What the hell's a lassie? What the hell's a foul-see? You don't know in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can yeah. talk about, debate about Final Fantasy for literally forever. Uh, but I feel like we should probably go ahead and move on to the news. Uh, and uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get our first topic up on screen. 
And uh, this pertains to our favorite video game movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. It has finally gotten an official, the sequel has gotten an official name. And it's groundbreaking. It's thought-provoking. It's something you never, ever expected to hear. It's Sonic 2. And it's releasing on <laughs> April 8th, 2022. So, amazingly, we don't really have that long to wait for it. Really just over a year. And it feels like I just saw Sonic 1, even though that was the last movie I saw in That was the last before. one I saw. I mean, I think that's why it feels yeah, so recent, because you haven't seen yeah, anything so. else since. Yeah. Exactly. So, Sonic 2, coming out on April 8th, 2022. Uh, Nadia, how do you feel about this? I'm... I'm pretty excited i mean not like holy crap excited but i am enthusiastic about it because i liked sonic more than i thought i would and mm, i think same. the main reason is because jim carrey carried that whole movie practically sonic was cute um this see the logo seems to indicate like with the little tails at the end of the logo that tails will be in this movie i will say that the cameo at the end of the first movie <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was, Tails came on the screen, the guy behind me who was dressed in a Sonic suit, he screamed like he was on fire. <laughs> like, they're like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I, I thought I, I was going to have to get a doctor. So he's probably really, really happy wherever he is right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that brought me to life. I was really happy, but I wasn't screaming. I, I will. I, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I it, it gives the indication that, oh, cool, we're getting, we're, we have the chance of getting away from Earth and we have more of the characters coming in. It has a chance to be maybe a little closer to the games. Although I saw something on Twitter today. I haven't had a chance to double check it. But that's a heck of a weekend they've, uh, they've decided to release Sonic 2 because apparently that's also the same day that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse's sequel is coming oh, out. What? Really? Oh, that's a hard that's one to decide. Probably not the best day let to me see. That let me then. take some time to find that out. Me. I mean, I'll yeah, watch both. I, Absolutely. I will, yeah. but I'm going to have to give priority to Into the Spider-Verse 2. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I might have to as well. I it's, mean, as excited as I am about Sonic 2, legitimately, Spider-Verse okay. is on a hold. Okay, I looked this up. I just looked it up, so I was wrong. Oh, no. Okay, it was originally supposed to come out on April 8th, 2022. Uh, it got delayed because of COVID. It's now October 7th. So that's... Oh, okay. I was like, there's no way Sonic would like, be that dumb to go against Spider-Man. Right, right. <laughs> Sonic I, I'm loving dumb things. I'm loving all these movie... Like, these alternate movie titles for Sonic 2. Eddie Beale says, Too Fast, Too Hedgehog. Mm. Uh, Rob Arman X says, The Fast and the Furriest. I, I'm that's, loving this. I like guys. that one. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. You know... That's great. I, do I think like there was a directed DVD Tom and Jerry movie called that. <laughs> oh God! I believe it. I believe it. I I do like that they're kind of uh, hewing closer to the games with this one. I like that Sonic Two the movie also introduces Tails the same way Sonic Two did in on the Genesis. What I really hope is that we get Super Sonic in the Sonic Two movie. Yeah. Oh Me too. yeah. If we're if we're going important. to Mobius or wherever, I I want Chaos Emeralds and I want Super Sonic in this movie. I also want yeah. Robotnik to just be absolutely like as as crazy as he is in the games. Like I want to. I mean, yeah, they, they seem to be going in that direction. Seem like they're yeah, with yeah. The, with the end no, of the I agree one hundred percent. I'm just saying, I, I want it to go like full full on, just ridiculous. <laughs> and just I want let more Jim like carry off his leash. I want more like ridiculous double entendre Jim Carrey lines. Like, let me show you what's in my egg sac. Like stuff <laughs> oh, like that oh, needs to God. be all over Sonic Two. And I oh can't believe that, oh man, I, I am really quite excited about this. And Tails has always been my favorite character from the series. I, I'm a big Tails fan, and I'm just so uh, excited to, you know, that he's obviously going to feature heavily in this movie. He's in the logo, and we got that Emerald Hill Zone music sting in the in the logo reveal trailer, which was also cool. Mm-hmm. So clearly they're already going all in on, on, the, on the game 
fan service, and I love that. But <laughs> Tails is not the only character who's going to feature in Sonic 2. We're also, uh, of course, going to get uh, Knuckles, who's tougher than leather, as always. But the rumor... <laughs> The rumor is that uh, Aquaman actor Jason Momoa has been tapped to provide Knuckles' voice, and I don't yeah. even know where to start with that. <laughs> I, I don't even know. You know, know. what? It kind of works, because my first thought was, when I saw, like, look at Knuckles, and maybe it's stereotypical, I don't know, but I thought it'd be kind of cool if it got a black voice actor for him. But yeah, isn't I think Momoa, so. like, he's... Uh, mm-hmm. He's uh, an Islander, right? Uh, and I don't know which island, but I, like Pacific Islander. <laughs> Is it, was it Samoa? Was he Samoan? I, I think so. Recall. He might be yeah, Samoan. Yeah, I'm not sure. Which also everybody's in the chat saying should have been The Rock, but I mean, he's Samoan too, so. He's actually Samoan half uh, Nova Scotian black. He's a, uh, which is a, a really oh, interesting well, there you uh, go. background. Oh, didn't know that. I mean, I could see uh, Jason I Momoa doing a good job. I think it means his ancestors, his ancestors like fled to Canada. But yeah, he's definitely part. Uh, Nova, he's definitely half black. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I, I, I've not seen Aquaman, uh, but I heard that was dumb fun. So there's that. And I only you know, the only real acting I've seen him in is as Cal Drogo, which he doesn't speak English in, so it's hard to really oh, get a sense. Oh, that's right. <laughs> doesn't he grunt? Um, I mean, he grunts a A crown for Adoodle a king, says, or whatever that line was. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Jason Momoa is from Nanakuli, Hawaii, according to. Oh, okay. Chat. Oh, okay. So yeah, he yeah. was. Ma- yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think but he'll do a good job if if he I does. Think I think so. It's, it's pretty good casting right there. I feel like he'll yeah. have fun with the role. Yeah. I I'm mean, curious he... where they're going to take Knuckles' character in this. Like, is he going to be the same kind of easily fooled, <laughs> bumbling but lovable idiot he is in the games, and to a much much I mean, harsher degree in Sonic Boom, or is he yeah. going to be a straight-up villain? I can't imagine that they'll make him a straight-up villain, because that's... No, I don't think straight-up villain, but I do think they'll go with the bubbling, naive guy. I think that, so. That's mm-hmm. kind of puts on a hey, tough face. Dr. Eggman, you seem all right. I'll be your friend. Oh, no, mm-hmm. where'd the Emerald go? Yeah. Right. Not not to get too, too much into Sonic movie lore here, but I, I do think it would be a pretty interesting twist if we find out that uh, Knuckles maybe was responsible for the for the potential death of Sonic's mom. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we, we saw at the beginning of Sonic. Right, the, movie, the echidnas. The echidnas yeah. chasing yep. down. I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, Longclaw. Longclaw. They were chasing her down. So what if we were to find out that, like, Knuckles delivered the killing blow if there was such a killing No, blow? I don't think they'll do that. I, mm, no? I don't know. I think him just being an echidna is enough. Probably just enough. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. enough to have that antagonism. Imagine it's like Sonic. I iced your mom. That would be like because oh, I mean, <laughs> thunder yeah. lightning. I mean, yeah. yeah. You, that, that said, we here we go, Steve. Do you think Sonic is as forgiving as Goku, where he's like, "Hey, you killed my friends, <laughs> Vegeta," but we're cool to pal around? Uh, right. No, I don't think I don't <laughs> think Sonic we're, is we're that forgiving. Um, that is, I, I love the comparison. I mean, Super Sonic is basically Super Saiyan Sonic. Oh so yeah, it's Hypersonic right. was basically Super uh, Super Saiyan two, and yep. I think they were like yeah. they stopped specifically stopped because like, oh no, we're treading down a path that people are starting to pick <laughs> no, up. We on. can never stop. Let's rolling down this hill. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think Rob people Armin. have made the comparison between DBZ characters and Sonic characters before because you know, yeah, Silver's oh, trunks. Yeah. Well, and Super Sonic is oh, literally totally. just. Literally. Super Saiyan Sonic. I mean, it is clearly a direct reference. To oh that. yeah, yeah. But I do hope we get Super Sonic. I mean, we, what we got in in the first Sonic movie, 
just with what he already could do without the Chaos Emeralds was really cool just to behold on the big screen. So I really mm-hmm. hope we get to see that happen in Sonic 2. That would be really cool. Also, Rob Arman X says, we need a Knuckles Rap remix without Hunted P. And yes, I, mm-hmm. yes, please, sign Pumpkin me Hill. up. Pumpkin yeah. Hill. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that said, shall we go ahead and move on to our next story? And, man, CD Projekt Red, they just cannot get a break. Uh, <laughs> they have been... They are the latest video game developer to be targeted in a cyber attack um, where hackers are now demanding a ransom for seized builds of Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3, among other things. And uh, I'm just going to let the hackers say it better than I ever could. Uh, they sent a message to CD Projekt Red saying the following... Hello, CD Projekt. You have been epically pwned. We have dumped full <laughs> copies of the source code from your Perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Winter, Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you most likely can recover from back with backups. Uh, it, blah, blah, blah. Basically, if you don't pay us what we're asking we're gonna they're, they're ra- stuff, trying to blah, ransomware blah. the same way capcom got ransomware exactly. yeah yeah and they've been given 48 hours to contact them but this happened two days ago so it's about that time uh maybe yeah. almost that time um for their part cdpr has said they're not going to kowtow to their demands they're they're not going to pay them what they want and they understand the risks involved but they have also assured people that they don't believe that anyone's personal information is at risk with these attacks so I guess Witcher Three fans out there, you might get a chance to check out an unreleased version of it pretty soon, or you know, ah, this sucks for them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's dumb. This is, is the a, dumbest is a thing. Hacker, it, like, is like is a hacker a hundred years old with the word epically pwned? Like, yeah, I'm so right. Is my grandfather doing this? That's straight out of the early two thousands. Yeah. Or it's like, so good. I, it's, oh. I'm surprised I didn't say hacksaw. Right, like you've been hacksaw. I wish they had said yeah. Oh, no, man. it really is just such a, it's such a, uh, it's of its time for sure. And I guess they just didn't realize it's 2021 and people don't really say pwned anymore, epically or otherwise. Sorry, Steve, <laughs> I cut you off. No, I was, I was going to say, I mean, I hate that this is a thing that happens now to companies. I mean, not yeah. that I love the companies. <laughs> I don't love any company, but, and, and CDPR certainly isn't worthy of admiration these days, or at least it feels like they shouldn't be. Uh I, I hate that the information that comes out of some of these is interesting, though. Like, I, I will be the first to admit, I'm very intrigued by the unreleased version of The Witcher 3. Like, <laughs> does that mean that there's a whole separate build of The Witcher 3 that... I think scrapped? there's speculation that it's the PlayStation 5 version. Oh, mm. that would... Oh, yeah, that, that would, would help sense. him. Yeah, That's not that good. would help him. I'm... Yeah, I, I mean, I feel bad. I feel like this is becoming a more commonplace, like, these companies need to invest in better security, unfortunately. I mean, mm. I feel like we all should have, or, or by we, I mean they, <laughs> all should have <laughs> learned uh, from what happened to PSN back in what, 2006? Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, that was awful. And you think that game companies would take this as just deadly serious at this point and hire... There are, yeah, you're right, because there are so many companies out there that don't even offer uh, two-step authentication. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, for, imagine in this day and age. For years, and I don't know when they started this, but I just realized the other day that Sony now allows you to do 2FA through an app instead of via text message, which in, in, 
in the other part of my life, the other professional part of my life, I'm an information security specialist. Ooh, and so when, when friends are setting up 2FA, I'm like, never, ever, ever use a text message because you can spoof a phone number very easily. It is mm. way harder to crack mm. someone's 2FA protected account to get into their password yeah. locker. And and I was shocked that Sony offered this and didn't make a big deal about it, considering they were the ones who kind of shed a light on the fact <laughs> that this industry is notoriously insecure. Um Good on you, Sony, for doing that. CDPR, I think we all know what's going to happen. We're going to be talking about this week after week as more stuff comes out. Um, yeah. It's it's really yeah. shitty that this is kind of the go-to tactic for hackers now. Um, yeah. And it's kind of shitty that, unfortunately, as as gamers or, or as a community of consumers, we, uh, we report on this because <laughs> it, it is of interest to the people that play these games yeah. like whatever stuff comes mm-hmm. out of this you know it's going to be on ign kotaku and everywhere else uh as it as it releases and frankly we'll probably talk about it here at some point too we're talking about it now right um, yeah right so i i wish that this is this is one of those things that i hope this is a, a lesson for other people that you know are working in games secure all you know hire an outside it security firm have them review your stuff have them help you harden your defenses because uh this is not yeah. a particularly hard thing to uh, figure out for people that know how to do it. Yeah, and it's you know it, it's unfortunate as you said, Steve. It isn't incumbent upon us to talk about the news, and and that does unfortunately qualify as news. But I think we would all prefer that it never makes the news. That that these yeah. leaks don't happen. That these hacks don't happen. So, you know, that's why it's such a bummer whenever a leak does happen. Like you know, when a Smash character's leaked, we 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 enjoy the surprise just as much as everybody else does. We'd rather it be a surprise, but we do exactly. have to talk about it. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. So, yep. yeah, hopefully this serves as a, uh, a lesson to CDPR to beef up their defenses and, of course, other developers as well. Um, but, Steve, there is one word you mentioned there uh, that I thought served as a perfect segue into our next story, and that is shitty. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so okay. with that said, with that word in mind, let's go ahead and bring up R- our next news story. Huh? Well, real quick before we bring up that news story, I saw in the chat oh, sure. one thing that really to, to talk about, because we have a bit of breaking news not of the uh, uh executive producer variety but apparently they just ca- cast ellie in the last of us series oh, oh yeah uh okay. it's um who is bella ramsey who bella. uh oh she was on is, game of thrones she was on game of thrones she was liana mormont and uh, who's amazing in that show oh, she was stepped okay. up oh, cool. so much and that's like perfect for her apparently she's also the voice of hilda in the hilda netflix series and is on uh, is Angelica on his dark mat- uh, materials, so okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can see, totally see her see her as Ellie. Yeah, I cool. also just read that Joel has been cast, or has that been debunked? I'm not because I... Joel has been cast, uh, or uh, I I'm not. I'm going to totally butcher his name, but <laughs> Mahershala Ali, Mahershala. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. I don't but know apparently that when i when i looked him up i know exactly i've, I've recognized the joel face. one is I've a rumor plenty of stuff i believe okay yeah i don't think it's out and out confirmed um if mm-hmm. I, I i don't know how to pronounce his name either but he did a great job playing remy on house of cards back when everyone didn't know that kevin spacey basically was his character from uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh-huh. yeah i mean if, if that casting as joel is true or ends up being true that there's certainly a lot to talk about there i think it's great he's a fantastic actor but of course the usual crowd 
is going to be upset because they would be essentially changing Joel's race. I say go for it. Which is race doesn't matter in that game in the slightest. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. at all, and that's the whole point. But, yeah, I guess we'll find out if that's true. But Bella Ramsey seems like a great casting choice for Ellie. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, cool. That was a a fun little... uh, Fun diversion. uh, Yeah, decidedly not shitty. (laughs) No, yeah, decidedly not shitty. That was not the shitty thing we're about to talk about. This is the, uh, the thing I said was unfortunately shitty. Let's go ahead and bring that news up on screen. And uh, Nintendo has announced the latest slate of NES and SNES online games uh, coming for February 2021. Yeah, so these are going to come out on February 17th, and they include uh, such heavy hitters as Psycho Dream, Doomsday Warrior, and Prehistoric Man for Super Nintendo, and Fire and Ice for NES. And I have heard of a couple of these games. I haven't played any of them. I definitely am familiar with Fire and Ice and Prehistoric Man, but I mean, okay, I... Okay, I, I, I shouldn't complain, because we just got the DKC trilogy, right? We no, just got finished getting the trilogy, <laughs> so I'm not complaining. At the same time, though... I'm complaining. Yeah, it's okay I mean... Complain. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still waiting for Earthbound, I guess. Like, it feels like it's time for Earthbound to be on this thing, but... I, I just had people say on Twitter, and they're absolutely right about this, when, why were there so many caveman games in the 16-bit era? Yeah, that's a good right? question, because... Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> I, I consider myself fairly up... To, uh, up to snuff and at least knowing about games i might not have played them but like, like yeah i've heard of that i know about that game i have not ever heard about any of these games and apparently fire and ice i've seen a few people say is actually pretty good it's a sequel to okay. uh what is it milan's castle yeah oh, I, is think it? I don't think okay. i knew that okay so there is that um and i i think solomon's key sorry jared yeah that was it solomon's uh solomon's key, key. Okay. Didn't know that. Um, so it's a sequel to that. And uh, a lot of people are actually pretty excited for Psycho Dream just because it seems kind of weird in a way. And it's actually pretty rare. I think like cartridges go for like 150 bucks. Oh, wow. So this is pretty good for collectors nice. in that way. And the uh, <laughs> the summation of it on Nintendo Everything, which you have here, says Psycho Dream. When Sayaka doesn't return to reality yeah. after entering an immersive virtual wor- wor- world known as D-Movie, the protagonist, Rio Maria, must progress through a terrifying fantasy game called Legend of the Fallen Capital to rescue her and bring her back to reality. It's like, Damn, okay. that sounds wild. I, I read that, that too, and cool. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this game? So it's Sword Art Online? Like 20 years kind of? Yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> but a little uh, before it's time there. Man, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Fucking come on. <laughs> it's 2021 and nintendo's giving us a drip feed of like three or four games a fucking month i'm more it's upset that. about the drip feed the drip feed is what sucks the games yes. you know what i kind of like that they're highlighting these lesser known titles i'm that's not upset point. about that at all that's pretty cool yeah. Yeah. these are games that you might not have checked out before you can try them out for the first time and uh you know that's neat but why does it take four months yeah here's right. no absolutely nintendo yeah, has it has the strongest back catalog of any platform holder, and they just refuse to fucking leverage it. It's so yeah. crazy. It's maddening. That- they could get Earthbound Beginnings on the NES service. Why is that not a thing? And yeah, really I mean, makes it again, frustrating. on one hand, we did just finish getting the DKC trilogy, so like, I don't want to like turn my nose up too much. And and this is the first slate in quite a while that that has been that has not had a high profile classic in it right so i'll i'll get i'll in the interest of fairness let's let's you know say that but at the same time 
it would be nice if these were flanked by something that people really want as well. Yeah, like Earthbound exactly. Or, or whatever. Yeah. I, I keep hearing rumors about how Nintendo's getting ready to go balls to the wall with their retro catalog and really put all these, these services out on, on Nintendo Online. And I'm an idiot who keeps believing that'll happen someday, and it just never, never happens. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we got uh, Prehistoric, man. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. And as we said, it's not the fact that we have these lesser-known games. It's the fact that they're just, they're such a drip feed. And I think about yeah. the Deluge that came out with the original, like, with the release of the Wii, and how even that was kind of pathetic compared to what it could have been. And now yeah. it just seems so sweet. <laughs> wow, we had so uh, They could games. release two games every two weeks, and it'd be amazing. Yeah. I, or yeah. even even every month. Remember, it used to be every month. It was like mm. reliable yeah. every month, and then they went to every two or three months. This, there's no regularity. I don't understand why there's not any regularity. I don't understand. So, there one... I know that a lot of people say that, you know, this didn't happen or that didn't happen because the developers are lazy, and that is very Mm. seldom a valid reason or excuse. I do hate that. But what the fuck? (laughs) Like, putting putting (laughs) NES ROMs on your service, like when you're Nintendo and you're putting your own games on your own service, there should be almost no I don't think any of these are actually owned by Nintendo. Well, no, I'm saying that, but I mean... We just talked about Earthbound. We've we there are so many right. first party games that still aren't available on this service that Nintendo could just make available anytime they want because there's no barrier to them making them available other than marketing. They they for mm. whatever reason believe that this strategy they have is the right one. Yeah, and it isn't weird. it absolutely yeah. isn't. I, I want and to I'm, be in the room full of people that made this decision just to have them <laughs> me too. explain it to What me. is wrong with you people? Yeah. I want to know the reason. Please, I won't be mad. I'll be disappointed, but just tell me. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to leave ironically, this room heartbroken, but I just want to understand. Well, ironically, they've also already released at least three of the games that did have additional barriers to getting uh, published on, on the service, which are the DKC trilogy, because Microsoft has to be involved with that to at least a small degree. Um, right. So they've already done that, and that there, there's much more of a barrier there, or at least something more of a barrier there than something like Earthbound or... Or even I would say Earthbound Beginnings, or you know, mm. whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting anything. Or, well, uh, I would say Super Mario RPG, but I, I have a feeling Square is probably the blocker there. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Might well, never wasn't see Super, Super Mario, Mario RPG, RPG on the uh, SNES Classic? Yeah, it is. That's true, but yes. maybe, but maybe the pro- the profit model there for Square was a bit more amenable. I think Square and Nintendo are are really good standings with each other these days. I mean, we've got Sephiroth on Smash. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. They're friends. Yeah. And I've seen some people be like, well, where's Chrono Trigger? And I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're going to get Chrono Trigger for 25 bucks. Yeah. It's going to be a Steam port. And you're going to like it. And that's all you're going to get for Chrono Trigger, (laughs) if you get it at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend the DS version or the SNES version? I would have oh, a definitive version that has a DS version, like DS version onto the Switch. Yes, please. Yeah. I will get that. Yeah, yep. me too. Well, yeah. essentially because the Steam version is, is has parody, content parody with the DS version now, I'd be fine with the Steam port as well. That's true. They, they fixed mm-hmm. that up. That we were so. I remember the day that came out, and I was so mad. And I wrote the worst. I just wrote a real right. screed, a screed taking Square to task for that terrible port. And, and they, they really patched stepped it like up. five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrono Trigger is one of those rare games, though, that no matter what state they release it in, I will buy it. 
every, oh, exactly. every single I, time. I have, I have all I'm of like, them. oh, barely runs, 5 FPS, here you go. Enjoy I have the PlayStation, too. It doesn't yeah. get worse than the PlayStation port. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, if I, if I and hey, the PlayStation port is how I first experienced Chrono Trigger. Oh, so. no. I still so can't believe do that. Do you age three yeah. years while trying to play, waiting for the loads <laughs> times? I didn't notice. I was so uh, I was so enthralled that I just, Aww. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah didn't even know any difference. Um, Actually, well, speaking of RPGs on this service, uh, I'm not sure if any of you saw that the Japanese uh, inclusions, one of their big games was Shin Megami Tensei 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, okay, that's cool. <laughs> That'd be neat to have. I don't know if that was ever translated in the States, but still. No, I don't think it was. I don't the think f- it was. You know, uh, okay. if you want a little bit of weird Shin Megami Tensei trivia, the first SMT slash Persona game to really make it here was Jack Brothers for the Virtual Boy. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, the original Persona followed shortly thereafter, I believe. But, yeah, mm-hmm. first one was the twin-stick shooter, which, by all accounts, by, by Virtual Boy standards, was pretty good. But that's mm-hmm. what we got, a little game starring Jack Frost on the Virtual Boy. Nice. Well, I, I love how the Shin Megami Tensei series is a spinoff. Like, there's so many... Sp- the spinoffs of Shin Megami Tensei when Shin Megami Tensei itself is apparently a spinoff because it started out with, what, just Mega t- Megami Tensei? Mega Ten, yeah. Right. Megami like, Tensei. I forgot about what, that. Yeah. Like, what the heck? So many layers to this. Yeah. Delicious uh, layers. Well, a lot of, a lot of people in our who... chat wanting GBA online uh, as part of all yes. this, which, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yes. I want GBA, Hell, yes. N64, GameCube. You know, I mean, yeah. The funny thing is, the GBA is experiencing such a renaissance right now. I don't know that time. if you've looked mm-hmm. into trying to get a Game Boy Advance lately, but being home and being bored and being just technical enough, I've decided that I wanted to purchase an original model Game Boy Advance because I was an idiot and got rid of mine and I only have an SP now. Mm-hmm. I want to, But that's buy... the better version. <laughs> <laughs> I never got ah! an SP. I only have the original and it's... Uh, I hate oh, how I you never got an SP? Anything. Oh, the SP's no. Oh, you can't have... see shit. I have the Naruto edition of the Game Boy Advance oh, SP. So you know, nice. I've been a weeb for a long time. <laughs> but also, uh, I recently my friend John Linneman over at Digital Foundry uh, went through all the steps of purchasing and, and completely overhauling an original Game Boy Advance. Like he installed oh, nice. an IPS screen and better speakers and a rechargeable battery, made it really modern. And I wanted to do that really bad after seeing the results he came up with. And I mean, because it is just to me that original like sideways form factor is so much more comfortable than the SP. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And I went out and I decided I, I I went thrifting to go try to find a Game Boy Advance, which it you know last time I went looking for one years ago was an easy thing to do for like twenty or thirty bucks. Uh, a beat up nasty old Game Boy Advance now runs like seventy eighty dollars online. Mm-hmm. If you want one that's wow. in decent condition, you're paying just about what you paid for it back in the day, brand new. Mm. And once you mod these things, people are selling them for like $300 for a wow. Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I, I have seen some of those modded GBA collections. They're beautiful. Yeah. Like professionally modded GBAs are absolutely gorgeous, and I wouldn't mind owning one for sure. Yeah, I, I want to make one, yeah. damn it. <laughs> but I can't. you can't right. buy the parts because <laughs> everyone like me has gotten too bored. So right. <laughs> yeah. hopefully everyone's hopefully making one. stuff. I still have my Ice Blue GBA SP somewhere, and my original. So, fun story. I was actually one of the first people in North America to have a GBA, like an original wow. GBA. 
because I was at the there was an E3 that year before the GBA's launch where Nintendo had a they had like a roulette table like a Wheel of Fortune style roulette table where you could wait in line to win prizes and the the, the top prize was a GBA before it was even out and I won mm. I actually wow. won a GBA wow. I never win anything I, like that but I also couldn't play any GBA games because it wasn't out yet so I had a GBA that, that I could use to play OG games, but Game not Boy, actual yeah. GBA Game games. So I had to just kind of sit on it and be like, "Oh man, I can't wait to play you know Mario Advance." But that's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's but it was awesome. cool well, being one of the first to uh, yeah to, to own Neat. one. Um, so uh, bringing things back to NES and SNES Online for for you prehistoric man and Doomsday Warrior stands out there. These will be available <laughs> on February seventeenth uh, is when all when all four of these games drop on the service. Yay. So. Yay. Oh yeah, right. Hopefully, I mean, again, I'm looking forward to checking out some some obscure games. I do appreciate the chance to do that, but I am hoping that the next update includes, you know, something big that we all want, like Earthbound. But we'll see. Um, with yes. that said, let's go ahead and move on to the next story. And uh, we have a lot of news on the Crash Bandicoot Four front. So it has just been announced that uh, Crash Bandicoot Four, it's about time, is going to hit the Switch. PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on March 12th, so in just over a month, and it's going to be coming to PC later this year, um, quote-unquote, along with other fun things happening in celebration of the franchise's 25th anniversary. Uh, So who knows what that means? Uh, That could mean Crash and Smash. It could mean something completely else. Who knows? (laughs) You had to go there. Crash and Smash. I like oh, I don't. I don't want to go there. Believe me, you guys know me. I don't <laughs> oh, right. want Crash. And See, Smash. I actually do want Crash and Smash. Yeah, so. I'm not a Crash fan. I don't want them anywhere near. I'm Smash, not a fan, but it could happen. So we'll see. Um, I'm not going to say that he doesn't deserve to be there. If he does get in, I'm just personally not a fan. Um, a, few, a few other tidbits here: the uh, PS4 and X, or owners of the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Crash Four will get the next gen upgrade at no cost. Yeah, yeah, I have the uh, PS5 is, version now. Right, which is a great thing. A really good thing that I think everybody should be doing. <clears throat> Judgment. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's it, the Switch version of Crash 4 is up on the eShop for pre-order for thirty nine ninety nine. Um, And, yeah, so lots of stuff happening on the Crash 4 front, and I'm glad it's coming to the rest of these consoles that it uh, had previously not been on. Uh, Derek, I know, obviously, you're a big Crash fan. How do you feel about this? Uh, I think it makes sense. Actually, um, came to Switch. I mean, it was inevitably going to come to Switch. It's what happened mm. with the Crash trilogy. What happened with right. the Spyro trilogy? It was going to make. It was just going to happen. A uh, little bit earlier than I uh, would have thought. Usually, it takes about a year. Yeah. This one only took about what six months. And the Switch version is actually really interesting. Uh, whoever I don't know who's porting this um, offhand, but I did see a comparison uh, on Twitter. Uh, looking at the graphics of the Switch version and comparing it to the original. And rather than trying to just kind of lower the quality of the visuals to try to get it to run on the Switch, um, they, uh, they, they're instead doing a, almost a kind of cel-shaded look for it to keep the visual fidelity up and almost give it its own look. So right. it actually still looks pretty good on the switch it doesn't have like i saw somebody come say oh cool it doesn't look like it has vaseline smeared over it yeah it, it actually has some <laughs> right. good vi- visual quality and it only being 40 bucks is a pretty good deal i thought i think it was 60 on the uh, ps4 and xbox one yep. um so having it a, as a good uh you know cheaper price it should do very well on the switch i and think those free so. upgrades are just awesome like i said i'm i have not had a chance to really play it yet i'm looking forward to getting a chance and uh 
cool. I can play it on PS5 now. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, I've played a bit of it on PS4, and I, I kind of noticed, you know, as it's not as sharp as I would like it, uh, so I'm excited to see what the next-gen upgrade does for this game, uh, because it is just ridiculously fun. I really enjoy it. It's tough as nails as far as yeah. platform <laughs> I've heard. I have heard. Um, sure so I, I'm at this point I'm just gonna wait until we get the uh, next gen upgrade and then I'll I'll pick it back up. But I, I had wanted mm. to finish it before then, but I mean there's no reason to continue if, <laughs> if I can also check out the the PS five upgrades in the in in the process. I have a digital copy so I don't I don't know how those upgrades work. I guess I'll just there, there's PS5 instructions online option. we just figure it right. out. Yeah I know I tried uh, to upgrade Watch Dogs yeah. and it was a nightmare. It took me like two really? weeks to figure that out. Oof. Yeah, that's too I mean, uh, it takes. Fantasy oh, Thinker fan says, "Isn't it Toys for Bob doing the port?" I just looked that up. I don't think that's been confirmed yet, but it may very may very well be them doing the port. I just don't know if that's actually. I know been... they developed the game because even though I'm not Convert. a Crash fan, I'm I'm a huge Toys for Bob fan because I'm a huge Urquan Masters fan. So right. I always mm-hmm. love finding like the little Star Control references in their games and. They make me very happy when I find them. <laughs> nice. They, they did retweet all the announcements today, so that's just maybe because they're involved with the series or maybe because they are actually handling, handling the Switch port. Um, I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm, I noticed a name that I don't recognize in the chat, Alessia. Uh, welcome to our live audience. We're glad welcome. to have you joined us. Uh, to have you join us today, and we hope to see you back for many more episodes. So thank you. Also, Steve G. I don't think I recognize your name either. So and... welcome to both of you. To answer Alessia's question about never playing a crash game, what do they like? Uh, platformers where it's kind of like based around a hallway. So, you know how Mario was open? Uh, basically, hallways you, you run forward or run towards the camera or sometimes sideways. And you have a little bit of 3D motion, but it's mainly on a grid. But it's still like you break boxes, have fun platforming. There, It's it's a really good, solid plat- series of platformers. And uh, 4 changes up quite a bit with new masks that give you new abilities and uh, from what I understand, really ramps up the difficulty. So maybe not the best one to start with, but <laughs> Crash Trilogy is a good one. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. would recommend Crash Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, Wolf X Blake in the chat a- asking the important questions. I forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about RPGs, but uh, Wolf X Blake asks, "Who owns the right to Quintet? I want that Soul Blazer trilogy on my." Oh my platforms. god! Like, yes! don't even yes! get me yes! started. Right? At, yeah. I will talk about Illusion of Gaia for the rest of the episode. And Thank you. Quintet, Me too. I love that game so much. They were they were such a unique RPG developer that that did not talk down to you, did not talk right. down with their themes, and they're just gone and they're they're cataloged. I think that it's just going to languish into nothingness. Same. Even ActRaiser used to be able to get ActRaiser on the the Wii Virtual Console. Right. I didn't realize that Can't was. Can't get them. that anymore. It's all. It makes me so sad because they're. They were yeah. one of those developers that really, you could tell, understood that video games could be used as a real me- medium for communication and art and even social yeah. issues. Like, Illusion of Gaia tackles, like, a lot of really complex social issues long it before it was so ahead of its discussion. time, right? The character it was extremely ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, I, we need to have you on just to talk about Illusion of Gaia. Because I <laughs> oh, will, please do. As like, Derek and Steve know, I will talk about this game forever after <laughs> hearing yes. about it. But yes, yes, yeah, see Steve, he's like, yeah, fucking illusion of guy again. Here we go. Looks like their last right. game was Inuyasha, the secret of the cursed mask. <laughs> I'm sure that was very deep. Secret very deep. Yeah. The secret is it was cursed. They, the I had no idea they made an Inuyasha, Inuyasha game. Huh. I had no idea. PS1, oh, theoretically, right? actually, uh, the, the ones who have to own uh, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Guy, and Terra Enigma 
I mean, it was published by Enix, so theoretically, that's all on Square. Oh, to just, yeah, that. they're really scrambling to get that out. Yeah, I know, right? I'm sure that's number one on their priority mm-hmm. list for yeah. sure. Um, all right. How can well, we make it a mobile game? You what? <laughs> Is it how can we make it a mobile game? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Illusion of Gaia Mobile. I don't even want to think about that future. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, with all that said, I would say it's about time to, for us to move on to our next uh, news topic. And this is kind of a downer. Uh, unfortunately, reports are now coming in that the PS5's DualSense controller uh, could be suffering from drift. Uh, I have not seen that happen with my own as, as yet, but uh, it's apparently a thing now, DualSense drift. And so the Joy-Con uh, are not alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't had a chance to read the story yet, but I'm not sure how widespread this is. Uh, have, have either of you gotten a chance to read this a little bit? Uh, not I've, fully. Yeah, I haven't read the full thing, but yeah. from what okay. I understand, it's just people, you know, it's becoming a trend, like Joy-Con drift. But I right. feel like I, ju- just like with Joy-Con drift, I have, I, I've never experienced it. And I've had a PS5 controller yeah, probably can... longer than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I also, yeah. I, I, I think about, because we've all been to like a like a Target or, or someplace where they have a publicly usable controller and that controller sure. has just seen some shit. <laughs> like, like the analog <laughs> snap on. And I mean, I'm not saying that this is solely the fault of people being mean to their controllers, but when when I know because I'm I'm very kind to my to my gaming hardware because I don't want to replace Same. it. I'm I'm right. Yeah, it ultimately comes from a place of cheapness. <laughs> but <laughs> I I am always afraid of breaking, especially the more expensive these damn thing get. You know, the more ginger mm, yeah. I am with them as I play because I'm like, oh god, I don't want to spend seventy bucks to yeah, replace. It's, a, it's another game. I, I could have got yeah. a game with that money. Exactly. Yeah, Once yeah. controllers started costing as much or more than video games, I got really gun shy about how they were handled. So. I, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I wonder if people are just jamming on these things, thinking that they're going to survive, or, or what's, what's happening. I wonder if but... um, maybe, like, I remember real reports about Joy-Con drift becoming a problem came out several months when people had had time to really wear down their Joy-Cons a bit. I, th- I feel like the PS5 is still kind of a little too new to have to start panicking about chronic Joy-Con drift. Maybe give it a few more months because if you remember when the Switch Lite came out, people were like, "Oh my God, look, the Joy-Con drift is happening all over again." But no, it was just some manufacturing errors, like you know, with some consoles got were manufactured. You know how that happens. Yeah. Uh, right. But my second line of thought is that well, if it's happening, and this is something I, can't, I I thought of earlier today, is there something about the HD Rumble? I was just thinking and, that. Yeah. That's the that's the common thread because the same people right. worked on the HD Rumble and the DualSense controller, so it's like. Hmm. That's a really good point, Nadia. Yeah, I I wonder if there is if that is the the thread there, the common thread that could be just something jangling this, around. Or... The, like it, yeah. it can't be good for the controller. I mean, I'm just uh, that's just my view on it. Uh, I'm pretty gentle with my Joy Cons and my hardware, and uh, I still had Joy Con drift. It yeah, it just same. happened, so mm-hmm. it's there's not much you could do about it. And I feel like. Of course, everything has wear and tear day by day. And I feel yeah. if you have that combined with something going on with HD Rumble that's really taxing the other components in the controller, there could be something going on. It's just a, I'm not an engineer by any means, it's just speculation. 
Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is an interesting... Yeah, I, I totally agree that Switch uh, Joy-Con Rumble is absolutely a thing. I've just been really lucky, I guess, and I've never had it happen. Um, You're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I also have tons of Joy-Con, and I think I, I switch them out enough. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I, I swap my Joy-Con all the time, so I very seldom play with the same pair more than like once or twice, just because I like changing the colors of it. Uh but I have to wonder, yeah. that, that is interesting because you, th- you talk about HD Rumble and, yeah, all the things inside those Joy-Con are shaking constantly. And mm. I wonder how much, you know, Nintendo or, or in this case Sony thought of, you know, well, what's going to happen over, over the years or over months or weeks or whatever as, as these things rumble consistently over time? Uh, because right. I, I've seen some controller teardowns and they always seem like such delicate things inside. Yeah, exactly. That's mm. what I was thinking. Right. And with how much you have to cram into them these days, they're probably using some very delicate and small parts. Yeah. 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 Makes I've sense. been lucky enough that my Joy, my official pair of Joy-Con have not experienced drift amazingly, but the, the second pair I got to mod them, they unfortunately have started oh. drifting quite badly. Um, so I don't know why. You know, I don't know what about the modding process perhaps made that more likely. But yeah, I have, I've been lucky enough to have been, to have been able to avoid that with my you know, unmodded official pair of Joy-Con. Uh, and my dual sense so far is is fine as well. Um, according to the Kotaku article we're sourcing the story from, uh, one user reported the issue ten days after receiving their PS5, uh, and said they tried every possible fix, including power cycling the PS5, turning on and off Bluetooth, resetting the controller, and also charging it fully overnight. And nothing fixed the drift. Um, there's also another 15 second clip uh, going around on Reddit uh, where you can see some drift happening while playing Destiny 2. Um, and unfortunately, it does seem as though that your options for getting a repair are pretty slim at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony has a, has a support page, which has a dedicated portal for issues with PS5 hardware, including the controller. Um, but that's really it, I guess. And um, yeah, I, I know when the author of this article tried hitting up support, they said they were told to reach out to a different uh, customer service outlet for support. So it seems like it's a bit of a mess right now yeah. in terms of yeah. actually getting your, your controller fixed. And it may also just take a long time because PS5's, you know, the hot shit right now. So They're still trying to make enough of these things before <laughs> yeah. you start worrying about fixing them. Yeah, exactly. Um, they did say that once they eventually made it through to a person, they were told that DualSense Drift is covered under warranty, but you do have to pay for shipping yeah, uh, to your controller mm-hmm. to a repair center. So at least it's covered, but it is kind of crappy that you have to pay shipping yourself. Yeah. I mean, Amy yeah. and I just uh, finally gathered up our the Joy-Cons that we have that that are drifting, which I think are five pairs in total. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ridiculous. That is unlucky. And um, I sent those in. So hopefully they'll be getting back soon and work. <laughs> That'd be nice. I, I do have to say, through all this, and it's something that I don't think we've talked about before, Nintendo's customer service is legendarily good. They Oh, they, they sent us never... stuff very quick. Oh, yeah. I remember... I remember uh, two two particular instances. Once uh, I had just bought my first like flat screen TV back in the day, and I ordered the Wii component cables so that I could nice. get the best picture out of my my console. And I ordered it direct from Nintendo because at the time nobody was selling them at brick and mortar stores, and mm-hmm. they didn't get it to me on time. It was going to arrive the day after, and being that online tracking what wasn't what it was back then, I called them just to ask where they were. And they're like, oh, my God, we're so sorry you don't have them. And they sent me the strategy guide for Twilight Princess just as a sorry <laughs> nice. your stuff didn't arrive on time. 
like on Dang. on an arbitrarily wow. decided date. <laughs> uh, the other time, I had an issue with the hinge on my 3DS XL, mm-hmm. and I sent it in to get repaired, and it came back, and the and the hinge was still floppy. I wasn't even mad, and I just called back and I was like, "Hey guys, uh, I got my 3DS back, and it's not really fixed. Like it it still has the same issue." And so they sent me a brand new 3DS XL without having nice. to give them back the one that had the hinge problem. And they sent me two games. <laughs> like, oh. for oh, no reason. Okay. I wasn't even upset. They love uh, you. What? Yeah. Wow. So Nintendo's just, like, when it comes to the, the issues I have with Nintendo, I don't even get mad, like, when it's a rare hardware flaw, just because I'm like, <laughs> they always treat me so nice. <laughs> I. It's never been an issue for me, though. The one thing I will mention that I had to send for Switch-related, and it was really confusing. Uh, The Switch was the first console I ever got a review unit for. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's not like I could ask people about quirks Mm -hmm. with my Switch, because I'm not allowed to talk about it. (laughs) And my left Joy-Con had a wireless problem that, that I would only find out later was a real thing. But I would yeah. play Breath of the Wild, you know, and I wanted to try just playing it with my Joy-Con in my hands. And uh, Link would just go running off yonder, <laughs> no matter what <laughs> I pushed. And I, I thought that it was a drift when people started talking about it. It turned out that there was a weird, like in, in the first batch or, or the early production runs of Joy-Con, there was a signal attenuation issue with the I left Joy-Con. Where if you grabbed it, it would just not communicate well with the console. And so people found out that... If you sent it to Nintendo, they would just install like some foam inside yes. the Joy-Con to to stop your hand from blocking the signal. And I had to have that done. But yeah, there was I was really mm. bummed out when I got my first review console ever and I was like, Oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> you got the beta version. Yeah. Fortunately yeah, they sent a pro controller with it, but I had to play everything that way until Nintendo opened up the re- the repair program for Joy Con. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. I mean, I, I knew their customer support was great, but I had, I mean, that's next level great, Steve. Yeah, that's, I know. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, I, so I guess, I mean, I, I imagine the, the dual sense repairs will kind of start catching up and, and, and be, you know, the turnaround time will be a little faster as they start getting PS5s to all the people who want them. But for now, here's hoping ours don't suffer from this problem because I love that controller. I've gone on the record many times about how in love I am with DualSense. And yeah. especially it's it's uh, haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers. So yeah, if that is what's causing the drift in these controllers, I will say that's a worthy sacrifice for me because, again, I, just, I think the haptics are amazing and I'm willing to deal with that. But yeah, hopefully this is not that widespread an issue and it is just people maybe being a little too aggressive with their controllers. But again, I also don't want to blame the consumers out there who are saying right. this is happening to them. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who knows? Uh, before we move on, I want to say welcome to, uh, Oh, I lost them. Damn it. <laughs> I lost, oh, Lyhord. Lyhord in the chat. I want to say welcome because I don't recognize your name. And also, uh, going back to crash bandicoot for a second, uh, c 24 says fun fact, the working title for crash, the original crash bandicoot was Sonic's ass game. I'm not yes. joking. And I looked <laughs> no, this up. True. I didn't know that. That is true. And you that explains that. so much. No. You have that learned explains a lot, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because you were constantly looking at his butt. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Um, no, but that explains a lot for me. Uh, I actually did, really did not know that. And that's so weird. But okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess it was a joke. A joke code name from whatever. Oh, yeah. It definitely was Makes a joke sense. code name. Oh, yeah. 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 
I, I don't, right. Hey, I'd pay for a game on the shelf that says Sonic's ass. I, I mean, I was, yeah. was, like, was going to say, I don't know if Sonic's not, ass Naughty Dog did not take about. themselves as seriously back in the PS1 and PS2 days. They did not. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eduardo Tena accusing you of flexing, Steve, talking about your incredible, incredible uh, gains from Nintendo customers. Steve's always flexing. Man, I, I don't... <laughs> I was just trying to trying to paint a picture of how they're really nice, but <laughs> I mean I don't even know where that 3DS XL is anymore. Probably in my garage. But. Yeah. Speaking I, of flexing, I just realized my PS5 box fell off the little table I had it on. This you can't see it anymore. I oh, know you can't. Usually flex I have it like yeah. Usually I have it in the in the back behind me. Like Steve always has his PS5 in view, and of course Derek has his DualSense. But yeah, yeah I, I, I try to stay on to... themes. We have Crash and DualSense news, yeah. so that's why they're there. <laughs> yeah, nice. for nice. for me, I'm just again. I, for those of you in the GB gang that don't know, I'm just hiding my unmade bed over here. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. It, yeah, but you have nothing fancy left of me. Charlie Bird mentioning something I hope n- none of us ever live to see Sonic Booty Simulator. Uh, let's hope that never comes um, to I'm sure that's already I'm sure a mod. Someone's done it. It's probably already a thing. <laughs> sure yeah. All quickly. right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, um, with that said, I think it's time to move on from Sonic Booty Simulators and uh, DualSense Drift to McScalpers. Let's go ahead and get our, our next news story mm. up on screen. Woo! And uh, this sucks. This is basically <laughs> Team Rocket made manifest in real life. But essentially, yes. um, there are uh, exclusive Pokemon trading card game cards that are being sold in Happy Meals. And because people are people and scalpers are scalpers, um, people are buying them up in, in mass to resell them on you know, sites like eBay and such for like five times their their actual price. And like I'm reading here, this this article comes from IGN, by the way. I'm reading that someone bought three cases uh, around, which, which equates to about 450 packs of these cards from a McDonald's in southern, southern Indiana. And Why? so now, of course, it's, it's making it very difficult for the people who actually really want these cards, fans, kids, people who really should have them, uh, they're getting priced out of these things because people are buying them up. And it's also gross, too, because, like, I'm also reading that people are just buying a bunch of Happy Meals, throwing away the food. Because McDo- the they're not letting them buy. In order to try to curb people just buying up the stock, they're saying you have to right. get the food with it, but it's not stopping them. Well, and it's also such a waste of food. I know the story here it is really about is. the Pokemon cards, obviously, but I just hate to hear that people are buying up all these Happy Meals and throwing away the food that, that people could use. Well, I feel th- like... How valuable could something from a, a fast food promotion even be? We all remember those gold Burger King cards that aren't worth anything these days, and I'm, True. I don't know if anyone tried I, to scalp I them. Guess, but. Looking here, the, apparently there's 50 cards to collect, 25 standard and 25 hollow versions. So there's actually a very good variety of cards in this whole deal. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing that gets to me is just... Apparently, this has just been a thing with scalpers and Pokemon cards because apparently the latest set has been really hard to get. Something happened all of a sudden where Mm. uh, it became a market for scalpers again, and they're just going nuts. Um, I I don't quite understand completely. if If I had to guess, it's all those stories that we've been seeing lately about people selling like first gen Charizards for tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars the, the i need to look that old... up because i have one <laughs> yeah you better go you sell really? that shit you should retire <laughs> retiring I, charizard i will sell that thing for a hundred thousand dollars easily what the i want to say i want to say someone me? sold one for i i know for a fact that 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 card is worth a stupid amount of money um 
in fact, first is it, gen. I, I know there's the Pikachu Illustrator card, which is probably the most valuable card. It was part of a Koro Koro right. promotion. Mm. And there's like 20 of them out there. God knows how many are actually in good condition. Okay, so Derek, in 2017, a first edition Charizard Hollow sold for over $55,000. Well, there's a house payment. Hold on. I, I, I went right say, back. I got to go find this card to make sure this is like <laughs> what the differences are. I'll be right Derek's back. Hold on. Live on the air. I really this hope like, I find out Derek is suddenly a Pokemon TCG millionaire live on stream. It's like that Ken Brockman fi- winning the lottery on the, yeah. on air. I won. I won. Ooh, uh, many people yeah. killed. Uh, goodbye. Yeah, somebody That's... sold uh, this in last year. Somebody sold a uh, Charizard for two hundred twenty thousand dollars. I guess I should have should have read him wow. that number off first, but. Good I really God. wish I had collected these things as a kid because I would be I would have no qualms about yeah, I, I don't, parting I with never any collect of those cards. cards. Oh, I know. I have a bunch of Marvel 1993 cards that, man, I would, okay. if, if they were worth a damn, I'd get rid of them. <laughs> so I <laughs> have fire out of them. pretty much a complete set of the original basic pack of uh, stuff, including all the hollows. Got the hollow Charizard. Uh, got the hollow Gyarados and... Mudchamp and Blastoise and all that, and I remember. I remember distinctly when I got this card. Um, Oh boy! Which I I don't know anything about Pokemon cards, but yeah, I don't know what makes. I wouldn't be able to vet these for you, but I I, I remember. I I got it back in the day, Um, and I remember opening up the distinctly opening up the trading card pack, seeing this in there because it was it was mythical even then. and fell to my knees excited, like, yes, I got it, I got it. <laughs> nice. How can you tell if it's first edition? It that might be a reprint. That's, that seems pretty likely. I was going to say, I, I can't remember if the Charizard is even valuable because if there was maybe a printing error or something like that, and that they reprinted it. Yeah. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I don't know enough about these, but... It's at the bottom. I... Oof. Drew, Listen, I need to borrow some money. Or millionaire dare. Nice. Or Million Derek. I like that. Should be in the corner of the art. Or... Million Dare. <laughs> Kai Ed says, don't touch with your hand or you'll ruin it. <laughs> Learn to hover. No greasy fingers. I, I, be I, very I get careful. clean hands. Um, I, I, I don't know. Let me just take a look real, real quick. But yeah, the, the thing is, that kind of sucks about this whole thing. Um, this is for kids. They're still like, yeah. this whole thing is stopping them from... Um, Really enjoying that sort of thing. And Stuff is ruining everything these days, and it's really aggravating in the age yeah. of COVID and lockdown. It really sucks, and it, it, there's also you know there's some really thick irony there with with the fact that you know Team Rocket is a thing, and this is essentially what Team Rocket does. You know they they yeah. want to buy and sell Pokemon for profit, and this is kind of that <laughs> in a card version way. It's weird. Um, and Team Rocket, guys, in case you weren't aware, Team Rocket are the villains. You're not supposed to emulate the villains. <laughs> oh, come on. Everybody loves Jesse and James. Uh, that's I true. Like that's true. So I found a Charizard first edition on uh, eBay that apparently uh, somebody's trying to sell for um, $10,000. <laughs> bad. Wow. I don't yeah. see a difference between it and my card. Oh damn! He should retire. Like I said, sell all that shit yeah. off. You're a millionaire now. You don't need. You don't need to track it. Yeah, man. You could have gotten all the PS5s with that. Yeah, <laughs> right. buy one for me, please. 
I, yeah, right. right. Oh, that's what I'm trying to. F- uh, I, I could use an extra one for the audio oh, so I can capture from it. Well, me looking this up, I think we find a. Um, apparently, this all straight uh, started back with Logan Paul, who bought two million dollars uh, worth of Pokemon cards, and I guess they blew up because of that. Gross. Influence. Yeah. Somehow Logan Paul found a way to infiltrate a, a today's news tonight and deliver bad news for Derek. Um, in the meantime, while Derek is researching that, I just want to uh, give a shout out to Humble <laughs> Jojo, who says, my favorite McFlurry flavor is vanilla. Why are they not doing that? <laughs> You're right. That's brilliant. Oh Eat a Pokemon now. Eat it today. <laughs> I would totally get a Vanillite branded McFlurry. Oh, Are you they they me? need to take advantage of vanilla, Vanillite much, what would it be much, like? much more. Yeah, vanilla <laughs> blueberry. Like, kind of because of the the blue yes. cone. Like, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, but I don't like blueberry. But think of something. They got <laughs> they got to do Vanillite for small, Vanillish for medium, Vanillux for large. This is just waiting to happen. It's marketing yeah. dollars waiting to happen. Uh, Eddie Beals, though, says Miltank McDoubles, and I don't know if that probably okay. quite the same way. That's that's really dark, man. That's really okay. Dark. So I can confirm I found I finally found something that actually shows it. It is not a first edition. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. man. Retirement must wait. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, man. It's he can't, not he can't a leave. First edition. Back to the salt. You can't mind. walk away from GVG and with with your piles and piles of money tonight. That's man. that's sorry. fine. I wouldn't leave you guys anyway. <laughs> but, oh. But he would get a sweet grill that says Charizard on it. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> but hey, I have that memory of me as a kid. And uh, I just needed to see a visual example of what, like why. But eh, maybe regular. I think I st- that, that, that thing on eBay, though, is still $10,000 for a non-first edition. Even though they're saying it's rare $19.99 uh, doing that. But I doubt it's worth as much. Yeah. So I can still get a decent amount of money off this thing uh, compared to like a $10 pack. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're sorry to hear that, man. But uh, uh, It happens. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't think I even have any Pokemon cards to go look up. I just never bothered. I, I love the games. I, I have the I promotional the cards. Like when I went to see Detective Pikachu, they gave me a bunch of cards, and I stuck oh, them in I my purse. Oh, I do have those somewhere. And yeah, I have all time, those too. Every time I need to find something, I rifle through my purse, and there's like a handful of Pokemon cards, and I'm like, I gotta get rid of these, but they've been with me for this long. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, here we go. I have a first edition Sabrina's Drowsy. Oh, oh very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, uh, I think it's about time for us to move on to our final news story of the day, and I've been sitting on this story for a while, specifically waiting for you to come on the show, Nadia, uh, because you are obviously (laughs) a fellow Mega Man fan and uh, hardcore Mega Man fans. So let's go ahead and get that story up on screen. And all I can say about this is sizzling circuits, because we got got materials, unearthed materials from a potentially more anime— styled version of the old Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon um, before it was redrawn to look more like a traditional Western cartoon. And this stuff is is wild. And I'm sure you have poured, poured over this just like I have. Right, Nadia? Yes. And I actually wonder, and maybe this has been covered and I just missed it, but there was a time when, uh, gosh, back in the earliest days of Mega Man internet fandom, people were passing around the original promotional tape for the Mega Man cartoon, and it also looked extremely anime. Mm-hmm. And at some point it was decided that Mega Man needed abs. So 
you will find kind of traces <laughs> of that old concept in the intro for for the Mega Man cartoon, which still looks actually very anime for that specific reason. It does. It does. Yeah. And and you can certainly tell, especially that the anime uh, influence really comes through in the opening of the cartoon, which yes. I'm still convinced is where they spent like 98% of the budget because <laughs> the, the, the cartoon itself does not look anywhere near as good as the opening does. And even in, in 2021, that opening is still hype as hell. Oh, and yeah. It looks great, but the show does not look like it at all. So, no, th- this show had its moments, though. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's all right. I was reading one of the articles, the, the Rockman Corner one, and apparently it had an update on the 26th that went into more detail. Apparently, they, they did find the origins of this, where it says on Rockman Corner, uh, acclaimed animation director and character designer Nobuyu Yoshi Habarik has come forward to reveal that he worked on this project. In a Twitter thread between myself and Habarik, he indicated that this Rockman anime was indeed in development at Ashi Productions in 1992, two years before the studio signed on for the Ruby Spears cartoon. Habara drew the first two cells himself as part of the planning phase. The project was intended to be the very first Rockman animated animated TV series, animated series for TV. Unfortunately, the project stopped at the planning stages. Ashi Productions changed course and started development on an unrelated short film about traffic safety for young children. <laughs> while, not di- while not directly related to the Ruby Spears cartoon, some ideas from this would-be 1992 Rockman anime were reused in Ruby Spears. These include a focus on Dr. Wily, Cutman, and Gutsman, Gutsman and an evil Proto-Man as the pr- primary antagonists. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Yeah. I always thought that the evil Proto-Man was just, like, I understood why, because of Mega Man 5. But I always thought it was right. just ignorant Americans, quote-unquote, not understanding that, oh, no, he was Darkman all along, you stupid idiots. Can't you see? He was, he was, <laughs> Proto-Man's still I, good. I, I only my only basis for Mega Man was the Ruby Spears cartoon, so I'm like, oh, he's just an evil brother. There's that trope, and then you play is like, he's not evil. He's not <laughs> he's evil. Always yeah. like... and no, but Scott McNeil did a really good job as Proto Man in that. In yeah, that he did. Cartoon. Oh yeah, he was he was so good. I, I I love that that even if that was a technically inaccurate portrayal of the character, I love that we got that really brash, obnoxious bro-like version of Proto-Man who's just me too. an asshole. Totally the opposite of the game. So, the, and the game's yeah. just like, leave me alone, I'm not talking to you. And the, and the, and the cartoon, he's just up screaming in Mega Man's face all the time. It's fantastic. And he's just always egging him on and, you know, he, he kind of talks like this and he's yeah, really like, annoying, bro. little bro. He's just <laughs> so listen to Guns obnoxious. And Roses, bro. You what? <laughs> I was saying, let's go listen to Guns N' Roses, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> it's time for a mega battle, little bro. And I mean, I... So, so much of that cartoon, I love it. Even even if it's a mess, and it is a mess, it is an absolute mess. But it definitely gave us a, a really unique look at the Mega Man world that we never would have gotten otherwise. And I mean, sometimes I look back on it. Voice. Yeah, and, oh yeah, looking back on it, yeah. And it's like you could tell the episodes that they because I think episodes in the eighties and nineties of any cartoon used a template that they just filled in the blanks and called it a day. Yeah. And then once in a while with the cartoon, you got a writer who did care. Like, when you had a Zelda episode with Bob Forward, you knew you were going to get a good episode. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that was the case with Mega Man, because you had a lot of episodes that were just kind of mediocre. They were fine, good guy, bad guy, blah, blah, blah. You got a couple that were just, what the hell was going on? Like the Lion Man episode. I don't know, to this day, what the, who was on what drugs, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> and then you had the episodes that were pretty good, if inaccurate, like uh, Mega X is a great example Oh my god, we finally seen Mega Man X. That was so incredible. (laughs) He's out there shooting the hell out of everything. This this pacifist is just wrecking the world that he doesn't even know or understand Uh just for any cost whatsoever. 
But right. it was still so cool to see Mega Man X in that cartoon, even though he had like right. 50 times more abs than the original Mega Man. I, know. I, uh, like, I I showed yeah. Amy uh, the President Lincoln clip because she I she had not seen it before, so she <laughs> lost her mind watching that. It's and then just so today, good. I saw another clip from the movie Spears cartoon where um, they're at a theme park, and uh, a, a guy in a kangaroo suit comes up to him and uh, rushes like suspicious, and then bites the tail off the the, the kangaroo costume, and it just zooms in, and it's uh, it's Gutsman's butt, and Man realizes that sees Gutsman's butt, it's like Gutsman, and then of course they rip <laughs> off the costume, and uh, Gutsman was in the me pouch. You, you've seen the Gutsman's ass meme uh, uh-huh. video, like that's you legendary. Should- you, you should up. show Amy the uh, pro, uh, Pharaoh Man punching uh, Mega Man clip where <laughs> well, Mega Man's like, now I've got your power. And <laughs> Pharaoh Man just punches his ass. Just like, doesn't just even matter. It doesn't even say anything. I, I, was, I also loved how Proto Man would, would, like, the way he would pronounce character names like Gutsman, Cutman, Waveman. He would never say man. He would say mun. Mm-hmm. And I, I think other characters would do that thing. as well. Huh? I don't know. People are always making fun of the way I pronounce things like as a Canadian way. I have no idea. But oh, yeah. maybe he was the same way. I don't know. We, we, uh-huh. Apparently, we have f- funny accents. Oh, hey, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I have, I've not noticed anything. But I, yeah, if you say so. That, I just, that's just what I've been told. Sometimes people say I pronounce things kind of weird, but uh, oh, it could enough. be the could, could be the case with him. But either way, yeah, you're right. He wouldn't say like cuts man <laughs> or or bomb man. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Adoodle says Ash is right. This intro is rad. I'm watching right now. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen the old Mega Man cartoon, definitely check out the intro. It's great. And yeah, Wataniac uh, mentions one of my favorite quotes from the series. Let's have a mega battle in Mega City, little bro. <laughs> God, this, I, oh, I love this show. Uh, well, Steve, have I you first... seen this show at all? You've been pretty quiet. Oh, sorry. I've, I've uh, seen yet. some That's of it, but it, it didn't stick with me. <laughs> so. I, I, I can't imagine sure. more. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I used to, I How could it watch, not uh, be burned into your psyche? <laughs> yeah, I used yeah. to watch Captain N a lot. Um, oh, see, Captain I've never N watched any. I've never seen James a single Smoker episode Mega of Captain Man. N. Yeah, that's when, what, um, most where I associate bad cartoon Mega Man is with Captain N. Yeah, because he's a chain smoker in that one. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. like how how strict are you guys about like swearing on here? Oh no, we're all. Oh, have you noticed what? Uh, okay, have you so noticed, I have, Steve? <laughs> I have a story. Grade seven, I think it was. Um, there was a boy who kind of wanted to impress me, and he knew I was into games, and he knew we both kind of like Captain N, and we talk about it. Uh, one day, one day he he stands up in the middle of science class and says, oh, "I'm mega horny. I need a mega condom," and he got kicked out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm and, sorry, and like, who does that? Uh, like I said, I think he wanted to impress Dumb me. Dumb seven-year-olds. But... Well, that's how you impress them. No, no, he grade. wasn't, not seven-year-old, uh, grade seven. Oh, so seven, we like, seventh grader, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was a little Dumb seventh graders. Seven, but it was still pretty bad. <laughs> and, uh, I that, can't that believe was that. Story. Oh, man, well, that would there, there was a, a better great, incident where, where uh, two boys stood up in the middle of math class and said, do the Mario, swing your arms from side to side. And that wasn't as dirty, but they still got kicked No. Out. Right. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. That, uh, and, and he thought that would impress you? He thought that would impress me, I suppose, and uh, he, he was a well, nice kid. But yeah, no. On a scale of, of one to ten, what would how impressed were you by that? Negative two. It's got really a point. Funny to look look back on in retrospect, but it was uh, uh-huh. it, it wasn't great at the time. <laughs> oh, y- Yoko Gaming. Oh God, get equipped so with protection. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Oh, oh man. No. 
Eduardo Tena says that's the best pickup line ever, and it's close. <laughs> I will say, I, I did once witness a, an, an old friend of mine try to pick up somebody at a bar once by saying, uh, "Baby, you're you're like a fireball. You're like a fireball. You're downright fierce." It oh. didn't work. Uh. It didn't work. Nor should it have worked. No, but he really tried it, and it didn't work at all. You're downright. Um, that's pretty good. It, it's good. I, it's clever, but I don't know if it, if it should work. In my it, experience, pickup lines don't really work. <laughs> right. I've never and, tried uh, them personally, uh, but it just doesn't seem like it would. <laughs> how, how familiar Rob, are you guys with, with Skyrim? Sorry, Ash. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I am familiar enough with it to know that it has giant tarantulas that you have to fight in first person. Oh, and, right, uh, and so I'm right. never playing it in my life. That's about the extent of it. Well, there's a character, a preacher, who, who sits there and rants about Talos, the, the, nor- the, the god of the sky, of the uh, people from Skyrim. And someone was saying that a perfect pickup line to any a really annoying, sorry, a perfect response to any really annoying pickup line is to just shout back this guy's whole sermon at whoever's saying it to you because it goes on and on and on. Oh, God. Like, hey, baby, are you from space? Because Talos the Great, Talos the Unerring, we are, we are just magus before you and just kind of go on. And t- until the person loses interest, I thought I, I've always wanted to try that. No, I could, okay, I could see that. I could see that certainly working. Turn, turns um, out the guy's actually a Skyrim fan and just becomes more interested. It's like, oh, oh no, <laughs> now, now, you've, now you've made a cult. Or with Eddie Beals' idea, Eddie Beals' idea, you haven't turned it around on you. Hey, baby, can I buy you a drink? Sure, you can. Oh, <laughs> he completely turned around on you. Uh, Eduardo Tana with the classic Scott Pilgrim pickup line. Hey, do you know why it's called Pac Man? <laughs> <laughs> so good, uh. so good. Um, that actually, amazingly, the the Ruby Spears anime stuff is not the only bit of Mega Man news we have. Um, this last other bit is not as exciting, unfortunately. But that is that uh, Rock Band VR targeted virtual world is unfortunately shutting down, along with Capcom Plaza's VRX corner, uh, mm-hmm. you know, location on February fourteenth, which. Unfortunately, dashes any any post pandemic hopes I had of making yeah. it back to Japan in time to play this thing because I really wanted to. I really wanted to. <laughs> I wonder ported? how I would have done. Hmm. Go- oh, I was just, I was just saying. I wonder how I would have done because with me and VR don't mix very well. I, mm. I tend to Fair get enough. very motion sick. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I know that you apparently it's it's about just fighting uh, Blockman from Mega Man 11, but obviously in VR, and you get to, like, you know, you, you, you're Mega Man, and you're using the Mega Buster. That sounds awesome. I want to try it, but... Uh, and I did go to... Thankfully, I was able to make it to Japan for the recent anniversary concert that happened. Oh, and so my wife and I jealous. went to... That was amazing. She, We, we were thinking of taking a, a trip anyway, and she's like, what? This, this Mega Man concert is happening in some let's just go to japan make that our concert so make that our vacation so we can get you to this Mega Man concert and oh yes sweet. my wife is amazing she's incredible so we did that <laughs> and that was a wonderful experience but i, I wanted to try to go back to, to play rockman vr but then of course the pandemic happened and Aww. not gonna happen maybe it'll get ported though possibly it's, i hope so no. i'm looking at this and it has a chance because it's, it's played with a retail-based htc vive pro on right. a regular pc mm. so there you and go it's like in english too I love you guys, but it's never happening. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have no, had the same wish about Mario yeah. Kart VR, about yes. Dragon Ball VR, and now Mega yeah. Man VR. And they all mm. run on bog-standard-ass VR hardware, and for whatever reason, they just don't release these things. Boo. Right. Sorry. Howard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly not getting my hopes up. And maybe, I don't know, maybe there will be some sort of workaround, or maybe it'll leak at some point. Who knows? But yeah. I, I would like this... 
not to be lost to time just because I don't know if there will ever be another Mega Man VR thing ever again. Mm. So if, would if be I nice had experience, to experience, but if I had to guess, it's that these VR experiences are too shallow to bring to retail, like for people yeah. to purchase and own forever, but they are great for like charging 25 or 30 bucks for you to play it for 10 minutes and people come away blown away. But when you suddenly have it available whenever yeah. you want and the novelty wears off, you're like, wow, they really did just sell me one level of a game. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the same problem you, you have with, with like old school beat-em-ups, like as much as I love them, like games like TMNT 89 or Simpsons yeah. or Turtles in Time. They're amazing when you play them in in, in arcade and you you have a limited amount of funds to play them with. And they feel so new and amazing and exclusive. But then when you download it on main and you just play through it with no limitations whatsoever, you realize just how short and kind of, you know, to the point they are. And obviously designed to just suck your quarters. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll I'll love just Shadows over Mistara because that's, like, one of my favorite arcade games ever. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the case. Right, right. Okay, well, with that said, that brings us to the end of the day's uh, gaming news. Uh, but before we wrap up, as always, Nadia, uh, please tell our lovely audience where they can find you. Well, lovely audience, you can find me at Twitter at Nadia Oxford. That's nice and easy. And please listen and maybe subscribe to our RPG podcast. That's Acts of the Blood God. Uh, to do that, you just go to patreon.com forward slash Pod. We actually have uh, a really hopping Discord, uh, and we'd love to have you uh, join us and and have a good time. And uh, since we are almost at the $5,000 level, that means we are going to be playing Final Fantasy XIV. So we're actually already planning things like free companies, uh, getting all our stuff in order. And this will be Kat's first foray into Final Fantasy XIV. So I've been teasing her about how she's going to Catboy Hell. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I made awesome. a cat boy when I, 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 have did, total, I tried I, my free trial. I totally have a cat boy. He's a Mikote a Keeper of the Moon. Secret well, of the, I might have Secret to... Secret of the Sun or Keeper of the Moon? I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I don't think I went moon. I think I went sun? I, I, I got to go with the moon. They're so sullen and angry at everything. I, uh, <laughs> I was trying to be cheerful. <laughs> Do you okay, get well, to choose the server you, you join when you yeah. start playing? Okay, cool. Because yeah, yeah. I, I might um, uh, want to join the one that you and Cat uh, are on. So we can all play together. I think they're, uh, I might have misunderstood this in the update, but I think they're starting to finally converge that stuff so you don't have to worry about it as much. Oh, that's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone can probably correct me on that one, but thank God that's like one of the biggest failings of the game is that, yes, you have to kind of all be on the same data centers. Not so oh. much the servers anymore, but like I'm on Primal and I have an alt on Crystal and uh, I can't remember which one is full of the horny people. I, I think that's uh, all of them. I think that's primal. Primal's getting a reputation. <laughs> all so, of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard that the, I, I just ended up following a lot of people, a lot of friends who happen to be into Final Fantasy fourteen, and I still, I get little snippets of fourteen stuff <laughs> as, yeah. I, as I go through Twitter, which is kind of why I've been in, like in, interested in Final Fantasy fourteen because some of the stuff kind of clicks, and other times I like, oh, that's the horny server. I'm like, that's, okay, this is the horny server. You just walk in. Some there was this thing on Twitter where someone walked into their own house because you can have your own house, mm. and there's an orgy going on. And it's like, uh, guys, can you go have an orgy somewhere else? And they're like, no. And so that's I just college. Asked, <laughs> 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 and it's like your house is really good for having orgies in. Well, thank you, thank you, for <laughs> thank you for that uh, lovely compliment. Right? Um, yeah. 
Well, I, I am looking forward to... It sounds as though I have a ton of people to enjoy the FF14 experience with when I do Absolutely. eventually start playing. And, and uh, despite the fact that I really probably don't have time to devote to FF14, I pretty much decided that I'm going to start playing it anyway. There's always just time. Been, yeah, I'll have to make it because I've just been told by too many times, or by too many people too many times that I have to play it. An hour to two or a week, I guess. Right. You know, yeah. Squeeze yeah, in what yeah. you can. All right. Well, uh, as always, before we sign off, we have to uh, give a profuse thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen, because without you, it would not be happening. So thank you so much. But in addition, of course, as always, a huge, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And here we go. This list gets bigger and bigger every day. Awesome. But those wonderful folks include... Jonathan Belmare, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman. Oh, I'm supposed to be like doing a little dance. Rob Arman X, <laughs> Dan and Twistle, <laughs> Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D Pad, Guillaume Monet, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, Vedran Hotik, Makalau. Uh, and a new patron, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Azran127, Kinbrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Mitchell Herring, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Brooke, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Chomics, Andrew Medeiros, RMM, Brady Power, Phantom 23, Scott Barber, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, <laughs> Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Lynx, Sean Davis, Deanith, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Seth Walker, Hubi, Marcos Conchas, Wolf X Blake, and Boone Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes and 60 seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling. Hi, Mom. <laughs> uh, Dark Umi 87, The Flying Tacos, and Scuff196. Thank you all so, so much. That list is just more and more humbling every single day that I read it. Thank you so much. Uh, in the future, though, I think I'm going to have to, to uh, uh, limit my dancing to when I'm not actually reading it off, because that's not easy to do, uh, dance and, <laughs> and read them off at the same time. But uh, yes, thank you so much to all of you uh, for your incredible support. Uh, so for those of you who are not supporting us on Patreon, if you are interested in how you can do so, uh, go check us out over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can support us for as little as uh, $1 a month or $5 a month if you want to join the live audience tier and uh, interact with us and our special guests like our patrons did during this very show. Uh, but as always, whether you support us on Patreon or not, uh, even if you just drop a like and a subscribe, we super appreciate you, and that is wonderful support regardless. So thank you to all of you, and uh, we'll see you on Friday for our next episode of, of uh, Today's News Tonight. Until then, good night and good vibes, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs>